0: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo,
1: it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. I'm James Seltzer. With me as always, my guy, Jackie Fritz. Jack, I'm going to start off by just letting you know I want to get it out there. It hasn't been out there much. I'm meeting with the Padres. today. Wow! Yeah. yeah, I just want to put it out there. Boris is also everyone using everyone you. Let know that uh, yeah, I'm meeting with the Padres today.
0: It has been a it's been a it's been a really long week. It's I gotta be honest, with worst. you. the
1: worst. I'm getting real sick of all of this, Jack. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, buddy. I'm getting uh, real sick of this.
0: And like, I thought it was all coming to a head this week. Like, kind of, there's a lot of momentum building towards it being like, this is the week. And then today happens, and it seems <laughs> and like. The week. And then today happens, and it seems like it's all slowing down again into this big death of misery. I mean, friend of the of show,
1: death. we love you, Bob. Bob Nightingale saying it could stretch into March. No, <laughs> Bobby. No. Well, it's not, it's, I will be. Look, it's I, not going to send. In March. I said on the last episode, I hopes that I believed it would happen after the Super Bowl. I'm going to stick with that prediction. I still think it makes a lot of sense. But man, uh, the way this is playing out. All right, let's start with the uh, rumors for today. Oh yeah, first Can and foremost, let's. Uh, we mentioned this last time. Apologies to Carl Weathers, worse right. than we've ever done in our lives. I feel so bad about that. It was also bad. from last show, apologies to like Greg Maddox and others and who Max didn't and on the fly. Felix. So we got a lot of apologies listen, going around.
0: They all listen to the podcast. We are. I mean, I consider myself a pitching guy. Yeah, back a bad job. It was bad. It was bad all around. We do like baseball. Like we are baseball fans, and the fact that we missed that was a bad indictment. It meant. was in
1: the moment we're thinking, you right, know, like I, sometimes I it just at, doesn't pop up. You put me on the spot. I put you on the spot. I that wasn't was on ready me. For it. So
0: uh it was a bad look all around. I uh, hope you still listen to the podcast. Yeah, don't hate
1: us. Now back to what we're talking about. The freaking Padres, Jack. The, 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 the mystery team is the Padres. Can you think of a place less likely for Bryce Harper to end up than Sandy frickin' ego? Like, so, what is happening right now? I'm so tired of Scott, Boris, enough.
0: Listen, Scott, you pos.
1: Enough, man. <laughs> like, stop. Like um, I know how great you are. You're the best who ever did this. I'm starting to really hate you, bro. Well,
0: everyone hates him. But here's my thing: is that when I saw the Padres thing come out, I honestly, James, I am not lying to you. I started laughing. I
1: did too. My first reaction was an, uh, like an audible snort. It was like, ha, like that kind of thing. And
0: and as as, as I started laughing, and everyone started commencing this freak out, like he's actually in a sign of the Padres. I couldn't. I could not help. But think of what Matt Klemtak's reaction was, because my react, my in-, in my mind, Matt Klemtak kicked his feet up, lit a cigar, and said, "That's adorable, Scott. <laughs> like that is adorable." He Bryce Harper is not signing. Like the the San Diego Padres cannot afford him. They they signed Eric Hosmer last year. Like they're not going to have 30 percent of their payroll being. Cooped up in two players. I understand that Luis Urias, uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., yes. and the kids are coming and uh, and paddocks or whatever his name is. Like I understand they have a lot of young talent and it's best a, farm system in baseball. A, well, yeah, and them in the White Sox. Yeah. Also, side tangent. They traded Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields.
1: Oh, it's so bad—an like, epically all-time bad trade.
0: Had, imagine if they had Fernando Tatis Jr. Eloy in Jimenez. Chicago. Oh my
1: god! Are you kidding me? They have two of the top three prospects in baseball to I go mean,
0: along with Yon Mankata and yeah, Michael Kopech, yeah. and like, just g- good job by the White Sox. Yeah, Rickon's um, a good GM. I'm just saying that like everyone's freaking out about the White Sox or about the about Padres. the Padres, and I just don't understand why, like relax. Please. He is not this is this is the most obvious like like the, here's how I envision this is that the Phillies have their money and they have their offer and they haven't budged from it because they haven't felt the need to budge from yep. it. And all that today is and all that like the, who benefits the most from not getting out? It's Boris. Obviously. So like the everyone's get reporting this all today, it is a clear sign like hey, I need to drive up some kind of other interest or else I'm going to take Bryce Harper's Philly with less money. Like, that is what is happening. And Klentak, to his credit, is staring down the belly of the beast because I don't think he's going to flinch unless there's a legitimate offer on the table. Unless he has to,
1: right? That's what it comes down to. And in his mind, he's reading through the BS and he's saying, I don't buy it. And he should. That's one of the things the fears we talked about was the Phillies bidding against themselves in this offseason. They seem to be doing a really good job of waiting this out, just like they did last year with, obviously, didn't turn out to be a great signing, but waited out the Jake Arrieta signing. We've seen the Phillies attempt to do this. They're looking for value. Here's my question, Jack, because it's been the kind of the number one reaction to today is they waited too long. They blew it. They're going to get caught. Someone's going to come in and get him.
0: Talk to the people, Jack. Listen, listen. Even if they—even if you think that they waited too long, like, I want you to listen to this part very carefully. The Phillies came into this offseason saying they're going to spend stupid money or whatever. Like, they have the money. They've been planning for this for years. No matter what team goes out there and says, hey, here's a $300 million offer, whatever— Scott Boris and Dan Lozano are not not going to check back in the Phillies with the Phillies before accepting whatever offer. Correct. So if they come back and say, Hey, we got three hundred from the Padres, which is we're not gonna happen. No. Bo- uh, Middleton and and Klintak and McPhail can all come together and say, Cool, here's three thirty. Like if they have to do it, they're good. So no matter what, the Phillies ultimately have a trump card. And I just want to say this that at this point, this is now a Middleton show. I think, like, if it comes down to money, like, you can't get cheap, John. Like, if you want to really be Jack Middleton, mm-hmm. you better, you better spend the money if you have to, because Klentek's doing his best job negotiating. But if it comes back down to, hey, this is their offer, they're gonna take it unless we top it, then Jack Middleton has to show up. So, like, Jack, right? I'm just saying that. Stop. Like, he is. Th- no matter what offer comes out, if you hear about an offer, whatever. They are Dan Lozano and, Dan, and Scott Boras are going to check back in with the Phillies. That's what's going to happen.
1: It, look, it would—they have a fiduciary responsibility to their client to do so. Like, they owe it to Manny Machado and Bryce Harper to get them the biggest deal that they can. It wouldn't make any sense to be like, oh, well, all right, we got a better deal. See ya. Sorry, Phillies. Like, of course you're going to go back to the Phillies. The Phillies aren't out of this because other teams are getting involved. Yeah. And again, we don't really know if any team's involved. Look, very easily, Scott Scott Borska said to the Padres, hey, come have a meeting with us. We know you're not going to be able to afford Harper, but... I'll help you out down the road. Get my back. That stuff happens all the time. There are so many things like this. And look, the Padres should be having a meeting. Do your due diligence. Find out of what the price is and say, eh, maybe we can afford that. And then the Phillies can top it. Th- this is all. I am I am done, Jack. I am so done. I'm not listening to anything. I'm not believing anything else I hear. I think Bryce Harper will be a Philly. I think it's going to happen at some point. Until that point happens, I'm done. And here's my, I got a Scott Boris take for you. This am just this, glad you have a take. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, sometimes you got to break Well, I mean, uh, uh, one take is that Scott Boris is the greatest ever do it, but that's not really a, a take because everyone knows it. I believe that Scott Boris was the reason for those leaks this week. The gambling site. All that type of stuff. Someone leaking to something in Vegas to change the, the World Series odds. All that type of stuff. I think that came directly from Scott Boris because Scott Boris – is trying to use us against the Phillies. He is trying to make Phillies fans so angry, so ready for this, that there is so much pressure on this organization from the fans that they're like, we got to do this now. Yep, I believe that to my core.
0: It's a great take. It's Thank a great you. take. And I I don't know if, maybe they did, but, and me and Joe were talking about this last night. Usually I don't want the teams in this in this town to listen to the fans. But in this case, like it's so <laughs> it's so overwhelming. Like, listen, if we get Manny Machado, I think we'll be happy. But I think it'll be I think it'll be a tad disappointing. Oh, it absolutely. At this point, it absolutely will be a tad disappointing. And I just I just think for the first time ever, is listen to the people. Listen to the fans. Harper is like our guy. Like yep. we want that guy to be in Citizens Bank Park. He, like home runs sell. Sex sells, and that's what Bryce Harper is. So he's like, the
1: face of baseball too. Mike Trout's the best player. Bryce Harper is the most recognizable yeah, people, player in the sport. For some sport. reason,
0: people can't get that through their skull. I said that on the show it's the other night. It's very
1: different things. Like we can all agree, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. We know that he's I mean, the best player in a generation.
0: I mean, Derek Jeter was the face of baseball. He's not in the first ballot. He's not in <laughs> first Hall of Famer. <laughs> that's a take right there. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's the point though. Like it's okay to say Bryce Harper is more famous. If you go up to a thousand people, a million people, whatever, and show them a picture of each guy, more people are going to know Bryce Harper. Yeah. It's just what it is.
0: So, yeah, so like, uh, listen, I the, the whole Padres thing today, I, I from, from this... Uh, Padres? This, this We're pad- talking about the San Diego Padres. They couldn't even keep their football team in that city. There are certain teams in all sports that will never win a championship. The Padres are one of those teams. <laughs> for me.
1: Like, Can you imagine Bryce Harper and Padres Brown? Like, like it's on. just, it's just
0: not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like it's just, they are a small market team that has a great farm system. That's how they have. The, they're not going to commit. This is like the Rangers when they brought an rod Twenty five percent of the payroll was A-Rod. Mm-hmm. and they couldn't afford anything else. It was a
1: disaster. And and rod played great, and it was a disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like just, just from the High Hopes podcast to you, just know this is all. Posturing BS from Scott Boris because no one else is really in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. No one else is in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes besides the Phillies. It is only the Phillies. The Nationals, no. And I swear to God, I am going to have a personal retweet Armageddon when they sign Bryce Harper <laughs> for every a hole that tweets me every freaking day about how he's going back to the Nationals. Like, I hope everyone in my timeline unfollows me because it's going to be a fury of just tweets back at me saying he's going back to the Nationals. They're not getting any one of these guys. Bryce Harper is going to be a Philly. Everything that is happening right now is BS. I understand that a lot of a lot of people in this town have just like this is their first offseason. They've really been paying attention for like seven years. The game has changed. This is a classic Boris. Relax. Like he's going to be a Philly. That's the official high hopes position.
1: It is It is a staunch position. We feel incredibly strongly. We've been saying it for months now, and nothing has made us waver. In fact, everything we've heard, including this Padres thing today, has just made me feel even more confident that Bryce Harper is going to be a Philly Um I enjoyed, by the way, the the Bryce Harper liking the Reese Hoskins Instagram post in like a minute. Um, he
0: literally was not even up for it. It was, it
1: was under a minute. Bryce, right, Reese Hoskins post something uh, along the lines of like, it's going to be uh, excited to get to spring training. Yeah. What could happen? Or something with a little cloud bubble. And Bryce Harper liked it immediately. Like, And I, I look, here's the thing. They're getting Bryce Harper. Yeah. I just, I, I'm i so, and th- the this narrative I mentioned before is driving me crazy. The, <laughs> they waited too long. Right. They, I, look, this is baseball now. It sucks. I hate this whole thing, but this is how it works. J.D. Martinez, a Scott Boris client, the top free agent on the market last year, signed on February 26th. February 26th.
0: I mean, yeah, Arietta was in the March.
1: Arietta was in the March. So uh, And he was the you know, him and Darvish, the best pitchers on the market.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Only one GM. Who would have thought
1: that Arietto actually be better than Darvish? Darvish is that bad. I'm well, talking about how how, how bad we knew Arietta was. Um, but anyway.
0: So yeah, so if any of listen, if you as a high hopes listener, you understand this, right? Yeah, we have that's listeners. why you listen into this podcast. And if if you got a friend out there that is freaking out. Just tell them to listen to the first 12 minutes of this podcast. Yeah. Because listen, this is what we need. Like, this is a a big, deep breath. I feel like the High Hopes podcast today is a big-ass deep breath.
1: Yeah, we're the Aaron Rodgers of podcasts right now. (laughs) Like, literally,
0: it's just, it's (laughs) going to be 50 minutes of relax. Yes. Like, I, I... I got excited. I thought he was going to sign this week. Like, we there, all was did, a, there was a know? lot of smoke. There was a lot of good things. Um, and I
1: buy into this, like, generally, agent smoke or, you know, like uh, Bob Nightingale tweets or this or that. Like, I buy into the Vegas smoke, usually. Like, that stuff is real to me. When they change. Odds when they check, Like that's the type of stuff that usually gets me, and it doesn't always end up being true, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's the type of stuff that I'm more inclined to believe in because Vegas usually knows.
0: Right. So uh listen, it was a, it was a roller coaster week. <laughs> yeah. And the <laughs> official trailer for the show is being released on Monday. So I wonder if What did the- I
1: say after the serial? I'm sticking to it.
0: Yeah, well it's probably gonna be after the Super Bowl. Um but Listen. Whether it's and and Jeff Passon was just on Sports Center um, and before I left, and he was saying that. A lot of people in the industry think it's going to happen within the next two weeks, so it seems like it's really heating up. Uh, they, because both sides are starting to realize how ridiculous this is that it's dragged into spring training. These guys are 26 year old Hall of Famers, and they should be signed by now. <laughs> it's just outrageous. So,
1: I mean, just the fact that his market is "quote unquote," and we all know it's just the Phillies, but the Bryce Harper's market is the Nationals, the Phillies, the White Sox, and the Padres is a disgrace
0: for baseball. But sucks. that's a whole separate issue. It's, and I like when is the last time the White Sox have been mentioned in any Harper? thing? Yeah,
1: they're nothing like, to do with. It. Been, they're just being
0: thrown in because uh, Scott's like, get as many in there. Okay, and here's another thing uh, with with when the Harper thing comes about. I don't know about you, but I feel like it's going to absolutely come out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of smoke building up to it. I think it's just randomly one of the guys says, Hey, it's, it's like happened.
1: Like the MLB The Show tweets, Hey, like, and then the first, it's over.
0: I, I'm over the MLB The Show thing. I don't think anything, I don't think they have anything to do with anything. think just
1: straight trolling the
0: entire yeah, they're time. They're trolling everyone. I'm <laughs> out on MLB The Show. <laughs>
1: I, I hate them. No, all right. No, if if it turns out that they were straight trolling, no Phillies fan is allowed to buy MLB The Show.
0: Unless he signs here.
1: Even then, <laughs> I guess you, you'd do it to support Bryce, but yeah. A little mad at the game if they're trolling, but I guess if he signs here, then they, then we can't assume that they didn't know, and then it's okay. You're right. right. So I guess we can't troll because he's going to sign here. So
0: right. I guess never mind. I'm just saying that I, I, have this feeling that it comes out of nowhere. It's a
1: Bob Nightingale tweet when no one's expecting. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, he's coming to Philly,
0: it's right? Over. So, because, I, I, because, and this is not to to disparage any of the beat writers. It's just that I don't think anyone really knows anything. Like Matt Gelb was on with us the other night on the evening show, and he was like, I've been trying for months. I have no idea where they think where they want to go with this. Like, I he has no idea, and
1: and Matt Gelb's a really good Phillies reporter, and like even
0: like even Salisbury, who's been on this Machado thing this whole time, he is starting to hedge because he doesn't know. Yep, Zalecki doesn't know, and the Phillies, to their credit, have been freaking like. Ridiculous! Down. It's like, really impressive, Isn't actually. it
1: insane? It's insane in this day and age when it feels like everything leaks. It's I mean, been, it was it's like crazy.
0: I mean, it was like... Uh, we
1: haven't heard any... T- the fact that at this point we've not heard a single, even uh, uh, any sort of report about what the Phillies offer is, is incredible at this point. We've had no... The only offer we've heard is the original Nationals $300 million offer, which Nightingale came on here and said wasn't even $300 million with deferred payments, all that type of stuff we've not heard a single Bryce Harper number since then, which is crazy. Which also makes you think maybe the numbers aren't as high as you expect. But that's a
0: yeah. I mean, ha- Howard's been Howard Eskin's been saying he does. He doesn't think he's going to get three hundred million. So I Howard mean,
1: also said he thinks they're going to get Machado and not Harper. So yeah, well, because well,
0: because no one knows anything. Nobody knows. So, but but my main point in all of this is that like. The McCutcheon signing came out of nowhere. We haven't even heard the Phillies connected with him. Great point. And then Robertson was like, hey, they're interested in him. And then five minutes later, it was like, oh, he's already passed his yeah, physical. And it here's, was a picture really of, funny. here's a picture of his family in front of the Phillies It Philly was side.
1: really funny because <laughs> my brother, Peter, texted me the night before that happened and said, why aren't the Phillies in on David Robertson? I love that guy and no one's talking about him. I was like, yeah, great point. And then the next day, they signed David Robertson. I was like, way to go, Pete, good call. But nobody had it. He was just like, why are we not here? in The Phillies attached to him because we weren't. And then the next day, he signs with them. Right. Like,
0: so I think honestly, I think it's better to read tea leaves than to trust anyone right now. And just and that's what that's, that's basi- what we're doing. That's, that's what basically we've what we've been you, doing. What you and I have been doing is we've From only been looking at what makes sense. Yep. And for us, Harper's always made sense. So um, uh, also, a little Ryan Howard thing just came out. Ooh. And I guess he talked to TMZ. And he said he would prefer Harper over Machado, and that he said that he tells us that he actually has a great relationship with Bryce on a personal level. What? And they said Howard says he's talked with Bryce before and has messaged to him, messaged him during this free agency period, remains the same. Bryce man, dear thing, you know what it is.
1: What? Howard? Ryan Howard's the closer. The when big, did this
0: happen? I thought Zach Ertz is the closer. Well,
1: we shout out to Zach Ertz, but we all talked Worth up, right? We're all like Jason Worth. You're there with him. Tell him your buddies with him. We didn't know Ryan Howard was tight with Bryce and, and telling him the business. The big piece, baby. I mean, think about it. it. Is there anyone better to say, hey, bro, you want to be a left-handed power in that stadium? Yeah. There isn't. There isn't a better person. Hey, bro, I want an MVP in that stadium. Left-handed power is do pretty well there.
0: Also, a fun fact about the Ryan Howard MVP – that happened in his age 26 season. It did. Which will also be uh, Bryce Harper's first. That's a very good point. <laughs> and Bryce Harvest 58 <laughs> home runs that season, didn't he? <laughs> and Bryce Harper's, right. Bryce Harper's been in the league since, uh, what, he's 19? So... Yeah. Uh... Listen. If anyone's like, well, I don't know if Bryce Harper's actually good. Um, let's just relax and say this guy's only 26 years oh, old. Oh God! And he's already hit like more home runs than Hank Aaron. Like all these like, Willie, oh, May- yeah. like all these big guys. The the
1: that that's another narrative that has been driving me crazy. The, do we really want to pay this guy this much money? He hit 243 last year. Go away.
0: <laughs> Go I mean, truly, away. There is nothing worse than that. It
1: is the worst take out there. It is the worst take that is out there. Is Bryce Harper good enough? is the worst take out there. He is a generational player. Again, like we talked about, to, at 22, put up an 11 OPS season is is literally unheard of because no one's ever done it in the history of the sport. Uh, just to to... This whole narrative that Bryce Harper isn't good enough or that he's got a low batting average. People love to quote that he batted under 250 two of the last three years. He also batted over 320 or 319 two of the last four years. So go back another year. He batted 333 and he batted 319 two of the f- last four years. Like what are we doing here? We're picking and choosing what we want to choose. Okay. And also hurt last year and or a couple years ago whatever that that factored in as well. It's just it's a, it's a lazy silly narrative.
0: So let me just let me just put this stat out there. Um, If he took out, and this is courtesy of uh, Blake Finney, if he took out Bryce Harper's MVP season, which again was one of the five best offensive seasons in the last 30 years. Yes, at 22. His career numbers are 269, 373, uh, 142 homers, 860 OPS, 127 OPS plus. Uh, That's during his career without the MVP season. Uh, Manny Machado last six years, 283, 337, 168 homers, uh, 826 OPS 122 OPS wow. plus. Anthony Rendon during his entire career, um, 285, 361, 102. Wow. home runs.
1: So Harper, without his MVP season, is still a better player than those guys. Or better hitter, a better pure offensive yeah, player. Like then, without,
0: even I mean, without. A, look,
1: 337 to 373 is on base percentage is a significant gap.
0: Yeah, I mean his on base skills are ridiculous, and coupled the fact that he has like two 300 plus hitting seasons. And
1: like, again, like you talked about, going to the perfect park for his skill set. Yep. So everyone uh, relax. Relax. And again, look, whatever number they get him at, it seems and this is this is conjecture here, but at the way it's playing out, it seems like whatever they sign him to will be a discount. Will be a a a good value, and that's why that's why
0: I think that Boris is getting more teams involved. I think so too. He
1: doesn't have the number he wants. I think that's very clear.
0: I think the Phillies have exactly they haven't they haven't had to budge from whatever offer they made. I know some people think they haven't made an offer, like I I, that doesn't really matter. Like Boris, yeah. If nothing else, they've given
1: parameters. They've said, "Hey, this is the range, or this is." They might not have given him a formal offer, sign this sheet, and we're good type of thing, but they have let Scott Boris know where they're at. And it's Scott Boris's job to try and get them higher. And that's what we're seeing right now. Absolutely what we're seeing. Again, the San Diego Padres. Really? I know. It's the San Diego Padres. It's the definition of of a meaningless baseball team. And
0: I feel like the Nationals are only in there to kind of maybe scare the Phillies. The Nationals
1: are in there because he played there for his entire career. That's it. That's the reason they're in there. They're not really in there. They're in there because that's the team he played for, so they're in there.
0: Now, let me tell you the single most important part, the single most important reason why Bryce Harper has to sign here. Are you ready for it? I've been ready. His career numbers off of Nick Pavetta. 333 batting <laughs> average, 538 OEP, 1,100 wow. OPS. Yikes. Yikes. Two home runs. And I'm just saying that I every Bryce Harper highlight I've watched, which is a lot of them, there's a there's both Pavetta just absolute launches are on there yeah and I need that to stop okay
1: how so, about this uh and we're talking about a Pavetta breakout now yeah. desperately we need it maybe bringing Bryce here actually is the reason you get the Pavetta breakout because he doesn't have to face him right I
0: um, mean Bryce Harper Ipso facto owns Nick Pavetta because Nick <laughs> Pavetta struggles against lefties and we don't like to talk about his deficiencies but that is a major deficiency of Nick uh-huh. Pavetta uh I'm just saying the single most important part of Bryce Harper signing here is not the home runs, the MVPs, the nah, 40 home run nah, seasons. Nah, nah. It's the lead up to a Nick Pivetta breakout on season. On brand, Jack Fritz.
1: <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> on <laughs> brand. <laughs> I had to do it. All right. So uh any more relaxed type stuff from you? Because I'm um, I'm good on the relaxed. at the moment. Uh,
0: so I have a question for you. Yes. Um So I had this thought this week, and I think it's I think it's a good take. Boris. Boris needs Machado to sign first because that way he can just say... He can just put all the pressure on the Phillies. So, you know oh, I, I, mean?
1: I think... Look, if Scott Boris had his way, I think he would be ecstatic if Manny Machado signed with the Padres or the White like, Sox or something now. For I, sure.
0: I think I think Boris... I,
1: and the reason I don't think it's going to happen is because I think that Manny is is also waiting on the... Like, Manny is the Phillies' backup plan and they know that they can get the most money out. Like, same thing for Manny. If you flip it around either way, right? Like, that that if another team signs Harper... Then all of a sudden the Phillies become what Manny would go to. So probably. So I don't know. I know what you're saying. I think it's. I, look, I think both guys want the other. Yeah, I first. just.
0: I think Boris. Hope. I think Boris is just dying. Like, I think he, I'm worried that he's going to hold out as long as it takes for Machado to sign first.
1: I'm worried about all of it because I'm so tired of this. Like I, another week of 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 these takes that are coming out. The
0: the the meltdowns. Another week of meltdowns. I don't know if I can take it. I can't,
1: I'm. I mean, I, I guess I. I, I almost want to like just tell people like don't look at anything. Don't find out. Like, yeah. just don't read Bob Nightingale's Twitter. Don't read John Heyman's Twitter. Yeah, just don't, log off. Just log off. <laughs> That's the phrase. Log off.
0: I mean, if you want to tweet your freakouts to me, I'll try to respond. It's just like every single day I'm getting meltdown tweets, and I feel like I have to. I feel like I have to be the suicide. Also, another question for you. <laughs>
1: yes. Do
0: you think? All right. Who would. Who would the Phillies have to sign first, in your mind, to make both realistic? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Like
1: I Here's here's what I think. I honestly don't think it matters. You I, don't
0: think they're signing both regardless?
1: No, not even that. I just think that it's ultimately going to come down to dollars and cents the Phillies are willing to spend. Like We don't know if they want both. First of all, if they want both, but I think it'll come down to a situation where... Let's say Harper signs first. It's Machado not getting what he wants from other teams, and the Phillies saying, all right, we'll take you for that. I think that's the way it would happen. So you
0: think that Harper would have and to first? And I think it first. could
1: see both ways, but I think it's more likely if Harper signs first. I okay. guess is the best
0: way to say it. Okay, because I was thinking about this as well. Maybe if they sign Machado, then they're like, well, Harper's really been our guy this whole time. Let's all go out and, and just get both these guys. Like, I'm wondering if... Well,
1: I think it is interesting because it doesn't seem like... I don't think there's any other team going to where Harper wants to be. But there also might not be another team going to where Machado wants to. Yeah, be. it's that's, tough. That's
0: the vision. Although I do think if they get Harper, if they get Harper, I think that they trade Franco and sign Moose.
1: I do too. I don't. I don't. Again, I think they want Bryce Harper. That's the feel I get. I think they want Bryce Harper, and Machado will go somewhere else. I think Machado could go to the Padres. That's the type of thing. Like in the if if it's done after, where it's a little less money, you're not giving three hundred million. Maybe we're going two hundred million. I think Machado is gonna earn substantially less than Bryce Harper
0: if, is is my big takeaway. If I'm Manny Machado, if I'm Manny Machado, I'm signing a 1-year deal, honestly, and re, rebuild your value.
1: Like and, you, and 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 hey, hustle every play, do all that type of stuff. That's what you need to do.
0: Like you being a dumbass and saying that uh, I'm not Johnny Hustle or whatever, that tanked your value this up. It was
1: unbelievably stupid. I mean, I know we talked about here, and it was part of, when it happened, it was part of the reason I said, I wasn't down on Machado because of the actual comment itself that, like, whether he hustles or not or whatever, again, I think that's overblown. I'm down on him because he's such a freaky moron that he would say, like, how dumb are you? How dumb are you? You're about to be a free agent looking for one of the biggest contracts of all time, and you're like, ah, hustling's not my thing. Really? No, no. How did those words leave your mouth? You should be lying. You should be doing whatever you have to do. It's just crazy to me.
0: It's yeah. crazy. So if I'm him, man, just, just take a one year deal wherever you can get it and like just rebuild your value and and maybe it's here he signs a one year deal. Like that'd be crazy.
1: I was actually thinking about I didn't think about a one year deal, but I was thinking about like a four year deal. Like like what if you just gave him like four years one eighty and just say, Screw it. We don't you know, and we're not gonna need it for a few years and have just like a where and, and I thought about it in this way in that it would allow—the only way both agents can come out of this offseason as winners is one gets the biggest contract of all time, the other gets the highest AAV of all time. It's the only other way you could spin it, right? And, yeah. and again, it's not as big a win. You want that sticker price. You want 330 or whatever. Machado's not getting that. At this point, I think it's pretty clear. So, like, why yeah. not Why not give Lozano something and say, hey, it's a four-year deal, but this is the most a player has ever made in a single season in the history of Major League Baseball or something like that, like, as a another way to appeal to their camp to give them something where they can feel like they did their job. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: And if you're Boris, you should definitely take it as a win that he's not going to sign for the most money. <laughs> Absolutely. And just sign as soon as possible. Come on, and, Scott. Like, I, the, I'm just so frustrated because, like— I feel like everyone in baseball knows he's gonna be a Philly. Yep. and, oh,
1: and has for months, right? Like do you, let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning of the offseason. Remember
0: when we thought he was gonna sign at the winter meetings? And of course we did. That was adorable. It that was, was really it was one of the super cute. It's the cutest moment of the offseason. Bob Nightingale, <laughs> two
1: plus months ago or whatever, says He's going to the Phillies' bank on it. 90% of baseball believes it. You and I had a, a – we called the worst-kept secret in baseball. And now here we are, months later, feeling the same way. No. It's just nothing has changed. It's yet. been
0: three months of blue balls. Like <laughs> it, M- has, it is the all-time blue balls. It's the worst. It's it's the is, worst. It is the worst. One, it,
1: has, it has really sucked a lot of the fun out of it. We talked about this a lot. And, and look, ultimately, whenever he signs – Phillies fans will be ecstatic to have him, and and it will go by the wayside. I'm sure there'll be some. Fans. No one's gonna
0: remember he signed on exactly. March. Exactly. People will
1: get over it. Or the vast, vast, vast majority of people will get and
0: pass b- it and over. B- before you go on, there is no way this is lasting until March. Because, I agree with that. Like for as much as I think the show stuff is BS. They do have copies to sell. Like it's, it comes Absolutely. out March it comes twenty-six. Out, they have
1: to do something. They have to set, send them around the world. I mean,
0: yeah. So like, it's not going to last till March. There's no way. There's just no way that's going to happen. It's going to be within the next two weeks, I would think.
1: I agree. Like I said, I'm sticking by my post Super Bowl thing. That week after next week, I guess that is. Which, but again, it's it's the it really has. This is something where we as Phillies fans went into this off season saying this is going to be the most exciting off season of our lifetimes. I know. And it really has sucked the joy out of it. it sucked listen, the fun, it's bad for baseball. It's bad will, for baseball.
0: We will be very excited when he signs. Yeah, it's we'll just, lose but, our minds. But it's going to feel like an exhale moment rather than pure ex- jubilation.
1: Jack, that's a really perfect way to say it. It's going to be like, oh, thank God, finally. It's going to be a finally instead of a, yeah! You know, instead of that type of, like, exciting reaction, you're right. And I think that's a problem.
0: Yeah, it stinks. It's unfortunate. But, you know, Jeff Fasten also said yesterday he was like, an agent, or whatever, put it to me this way, like, free agency doesn't really start until January 15th.
1: Maybe we just have to... Re- that's We have to do our thing. Why don't they do it? I agree with you, but that's what they should do. What baseball needs to do is say, hey, winter meetings, free agency starts then. And then it's a real thing. And then you go. And who knows how it changes from there? Maybe because it starts at winter meetings, there's more action. Who knows? But at least there, you're waiting three months or two months or a month for a guy to sign. We'd only be, if we, granted, we'd be talking about it from the end of, you know, October till now anyway, but we would really only be waiting a month. We'd be like, oh, it's only been a month. We'll get him. It's going to work out. It would just change. It would. Change the way people look at, the and issue. we could
0: actually like plan for, for free agency stuff rather Absolutely. than just be upon us. Um, and be like,
1: when could this happen? Maybe the winter meetings. Oh no, assholes! It's not going to be the winter meetings. It's so actually,
0: yeah. ne- no move is ever going to happen in the winter meetings ever again. God, um, which is
1: crazy because Jason Worth did sign at the winter meetings that long ago. That contract with the Nationals. I remember it vividly. I was at those friggin' winter meetings, and it was such a big deal. It was like worth 126 million. Can you believe it? Whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate. God,
1: so. Scott, you're such a jerk. And and again, the best who ever did it. There's a reason that Scott Boris does this. And, and I don't remember a time Scott Boris has ever lost. I don't remember Scott time well, Scott Boris hasn't gotten what he wanted. Or the a contract part.
0: was kind of an L.
1: It was a little bit of an L, but the age and all that, you're right. A, was JD Marti- a bit of an L.
0: Well, all right. So the Red Sox came in the last offseason saying we're paying him five years, 110, take it or they leave it. it up at 110. Yeah, you're right. five years, 110. Yeah. So, so maybe
1: we're starting to get to that point where Boris – The owners are starting to say, "Like this is our limit, buddy." Yeah, as a group, maybe going past. Maybe
0: GMs are getting smarter. Well, obviously they're getting smarter, but like a hundred percent, the game. They're just getting. They're getting way too smart. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good. There are smart teams. There's really no dumb teams left, except for maybe the Marlins. Um, And yeah, it's just. The stuff that came out today. I mean, th- first it was the Diamondbacks thing that was hilarious. There was this Nationals guy or whatever that was yeah. like, oh
1: Chris Russell, yeah, right? yeah, and he was In like, Washington. he
0: was like, yeah, he's want to be a National this whole, or I want to be a-, a Diamondback this whole time. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> first off, they just got rid of Paul Goldschmidt because they can't pay. Because they
1: can't pay him. They didn't sign AJ Pollock. What are we talking about? Like, here? Why are
0: you reporting that? Like, why are you reporting that? He's yeah, not. Yeah. He's not going to the Diamondbacks so stupid so everyone relax um it's gonna be fine and yeah maybe just say free agency starts january 15th and everyone won't have months and months and months of free
1: again even if it doesn't really change anything it it just frames it in a different way well, it changes our whole mindset exactly so, it changes the way we look we look at it which would ultimately matter because we're the one ultimately look the phillies are gonna get the guy that they want to pay and that's gonna work out. The guy's gonna get his money. Scott Bohr is gonna get paid. We're the only ones who really have to suffer through this whole thing. Like they're all working out. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. We're the ones who have to go through the pain and the anguish of waiting every day. So
0: and getting led on and yes, led astray yes. and lied to. And, I
1: mean, and it's all it's to the point where it's like it. Uh, again, we'll all be super excited. We're not going to hold it against Bryce Harper, but I guarantee you there will be fans out there, and I know Joe DeCamera has said this on the Midday Show, that he's going to hold up a bit of a grudge against Harper for making us wait the song, which now I disagree with. Statement. I agree. It is silly. <laughs> so silly to say it's that. It's not Harper's it's fault. It's not his fault. He's doing his job. He's trying to get the most money he can for his lifetime. This is it. This is his biggest earning potential in his life, yeah. and you can't blame Scott Boris. The guy's just doing his job. Blame the system, but still, there will be people like that. There will be. like Joe's like, I want Want him to play here. So what does that have to do with anything? Like I want him to want to play here. I mean,
0: yeah. See, um, I, I hope I really, James. If I can ask you one thing, please hold him accountable for that when he signs here and it's opening day and he's freaking out. Say, hey, you didn't even want him. You here. didn't want him, bro. Yeah, yeah. So please, for the all summer, <laughs> just remind him of that. And let me ask you a question. So I've thought a lot about opening day. Um, I've thought about it being a nice day, sunny, a little bit chilly. Probably a little chilly. I put, mean, to vet him. on the mound. Which is I mean the the only reason people are marks, there. It's pretty chilly. <laughs> so let's, on the mound, that was good. <laughs> so let's say Pivetta on the hill. <laughs> opening day Pavetta. Let's say that they sign Harper. I think the I think the ovation is like raucous, right? Uh, obviously. Absolutely obvious, obviously. No, is. not this is not my point. Do you yeah, it think it's been a pretty
1: bad point do like, you yeah think, thanks Jack. Do you
0: think that if they sign Machado it's as like no. raucous No,
1: it'll be raucous. It will be loud. Like people will cheer for Manny Machado if he signs here and he's coming up batting clean up back second wherever Gabe wants to put him. But if it's Bryce Harper it will be louder. There's no question
0: about it. I mean None. he's he's going to be viewed as like the Messiah.
1: He's the most
0: like, I know. think about know. this way
1: like when is the when have the Phillies gotten the face of baseball? When have we ever had the face of baseball? Even like the Ron Howard Utley Pete guys Maybe, and at that point, Rose was 39 years old or whatever. Like he was the he was the face of baseball, and no, we're getting. The face of baseball yeah. heading into his prime. He's about to start his prime. This never happened here.
0: Now batting for the Phillies. No. You
1: do a great Dan Baker, by the yeah. way. It's an underrated Jack Fritz uh, impression.
0: Listen, I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like a crazy person, but I have walked around my house doing that for the last uh, two straight you've weeks. Said,
1: you've said it to me a hundred times. Now so. batting
0: for the Phillies. I do it a lot. It's I'm very not good. I'm not trying to be a psychopath, <laughs> but I <laughs> I just walk around my house. Because Jill's gone all day because she works. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much just me walking around doing Dan Baker it's impressions good. and like full. My eyes envisioning Bryce Harper hitting titanic shots. <laughs> like every time, every time someone posts a video of that 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 clip of Howard going triple deck against the Nationals, like I just think of Bryce doing that. Yeah, buddy. Ah, oh, Jesus. I just need it. All right. Scott, please, for the love of just God. Just enough. Um, let's do this. Right. Relax
1: and let's do this. Don't right. log off. That's our advice. Yes,
0: everyone's going Except log for off. us.
1: Follow us. We'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> of course. <laughs>
0: uh, I want to do, I want to put this Mike Alfranco, Mike Moustakis thing to bed. Oh, um, I thought it already was. No, but I know, ahead. but I just. I think there's some people out there that still think it would be a lateral move and I Oh, just, there are.
1: I've I've heard them.
0: I, I just want to, this is now for anyone that believes that.
1: Coming uh, from the the last per, last known inhabitant of Michael Franco Island, no less.
0: He does have a leg kick now.
1: Yes, the yeah. last, Jack Fritz, <laughs> the last person left was was seen swimming off the island on his own as it was burning to the ground. Screaming
0: yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> um, so, all right, so I have some stats here that I think should put this whole thing to bed. Uh, the, the first couple of stats here come from a good friend of the podcast, Ryan Orgitano. Um, he is, he's just a guy that loves the podcast and he sent me some Mike well, Moustakis. what? I love Ryan. Yes, we all do. Um, so this is last year. Franco's hard hit percentage, this is from a uh, baseball savant, was 27.5%. Soft hit percentage was 28.3%. Ground ball percentage was 49.2%.
1: Whoa, buddy! Yeah, a barrel not good, friend.
0: A barrel percentage was 7%. Oh. his exit velo was 88.1. Oh. His launch angle was 9.5. <laughs>
1: These are not great numbers, friends. <laughs>
0: not, not great at all. Mike Mustakas last year hard hit percentage of 41.2%. Wow, hard, I mean uh,
1: significant difference yeah, there. Franco was 27, 27
0: Yep. Soft hit percentage was 21.7. Okay. His ground ball percentage was 34%, which significantly it, lower. Fifteen percent lower. His barrel percentage was eight and a half percent, which barrel percentage is bad. Uh, batted balls ninety-five plus miles per hour off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, average exit velocity of eighty-nine point three, up from the eighty-eight that 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 uh, Franco had, and had which a, is a
1: significant difference. Right. One mile per hour might not seem like a lot, but it does matter.
0: Mike Franco's launch angle, 9.5. Mike Musakis' launch angle, 19.6. Oh. Okay, so if that's not enough...
1: I <laughs> wonder if that fits what the Phillies like to do.
0: If that's not enough, uh, from Johnny Heller, another friend of yeah. the podcast. Shout um, out to Johnny. He did a, a a Park Factor thing last night where he combined... He overlapped Miller Park and Kaufman Stadium. First of all, real
1: quick, shout out to all these wonderful, enterprising listeners who do these things because this is awesome.
0: Yeah. Now this was yeah, it's it was it was great work. It just makes us sound better than actually than we actually are. So if you put Mike Mustakis in Citizens Bank Park last year and eighty one games and then still played his road games, he would have batted two sixty eight instead of two fifty one. He would have had 38 homers. (laughs) He would have had 38 home runs here last year. Coming off a season before that, where he already hit 38 home runs, you could be thinking of 40 home runs. Like, if you... Mike Poustakis is a clear... And not even factoring the defense yet. Because Mike Poustakis is a better defender. So, once again... Take your freaking Mike Franco 270 batting average and this. shove it, okay? This is so great. Because Mike Moustakis is not a lateral move. Get Franco out of here. I'm sorry if you still believe in him. I was the last one. Well, I'm not. There's people, people still on the island. Right. I'm just saying that it's time to get off. It,
1: I, Although I, as he's I've a, been saying. But he has like it. You exam. did get mad at me last year with Moustakis. I think we had this exact argument the other way around last year. Sure, have, there's an enterprise list you can right, find right. out
0: uh, nah, that, but never. know. Um, don't that Look, podcast. all I'll say is
1: I'm very happy to have you on board. Mike Mustakas Island is a uh, is a nice stay.
0: I would I I I would be very cool with Mike Mustakas.
1: Look, and it's one of those things that, again, going back to tea leaves and all that, just makes a lot of sense. It really is a a move that would make sense for this team. Another lefty bat in there, all that type of stuff. So, um, all right, Fritz, what else you got?
0: Relax, by the way, everybody. Yeah, Go. everyone, everyone, relax. Should we talk? Time to talk T-shirts. Oh, oh, wait, one more thing. Okay. And then T-shirts. Okay. Prospects. Prospects, right? Prospects. Yes. So top one hundred right.
1: lists have started to come out. You it know, was obviously on, different from it
0: was, list to list. It was on MLB Network the yes. other day, the top one hundred countdown. Uh, so show. only three
1: Phillies have been on that I've seen on any of the lists have been obviously sixto who I've seen anywhere from low twenties to thirties. Um, I think he was like
0: 15 somewhere. Was
1: he? Yeah, he was uh, Alec Bohm, of course, is generally in the 60s? 50s, 60s range. And then Luis Garcia at the back of some lists.
0: And Medina's been in there as well.
1: Medina has been at the back of a couple lists too. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, and so it's just frustrating. Right? I don't want to
0: be like a Debbie Downer no. guy. It's just that whenever I watch these, like I watched the whole prospect show yesterday, and I was just of like, you did.
1: that is so, Jack is so <laughs> their target audience.
0: I was just like, crap. Like the Braves <laughs> had four guys in the top 50, yeah, and do. like just. There's
1: just and that's not even including Acuna, who's
0: graduated last year. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> there's and, just, and
0: would be number one on any list. There's just so many dope prospects out there. Well, and, number
1: and, one is is uh, I mean Vlad Guerrero Jr. I don't I don't ever remember looking at minor league now. And and if you if you like these types of things, go take a look at Vlad Guerrero's minor league performance. I mean he's mm. put up numbers that I've never seen. Dude, It was talked about this week
0: that he's the best prospect of all time.
1: He, look, uh, the, he, uh, you could argue he's the best hitting prospect of all time. Dude, he's you could his, argue it. Dude, he might he, be the best hitting prospect of all. Like he's up there.
0: James, he's his dad with plate discipline. It's unbelievable. And his dad's it's a first, like a hall of famer. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying that it was the first bout, I think. I think his first bout. Yeah. So, uh, like just got in. He just was not ballot. unanimous. Yeah. Seventy-five percent, um, like right on the line. I think. What killed the Phillies after their window, after their after their run, there mm-hmm. was that they did such a poor job.
1: Of developing, yeah.
0: developing talent, all that fun stuff. Like, that's the reason why this has been such a pit of misery. I'm just saying that I. I do trust this front office. I trust his ownership staff.
1: They've put a lot into that, as we know, with the Dominican and starting to really try and beef this type of stuff up.
0: And they've used their own, they developed their own analytics that aren't even public that they've been using on their minor league guys. It Which led, is great. It led to a Mickey Moniac breakout. Like, they need, they need to start really hitting on hitters because, like, the last... Which,
1: again, to the minor league thing that, you know, putting hitting coaches everywhere who are teaching the same philosophy, like, it yeah. does seem like they're taking the steps to do this type of stuff.
0: Now, it, unfortunately, it might be like... It might be the wrong approach. Years. We don't know well, you just, know. well, it's just two years too late. Like yes. It should have been happening. Well, that's,
1: that's what I mean. Like It might be the wrong approach at this point by the time you're getting there, but at least there's uniformity throughout the... We don't know it isn't. There's uniformity, which I think is a good thing.
0: Right. And obviously, guys like Jason and that would help. It's just like... The thing that caused me so much depression the other day when I was watching Top 100 is that like a guy like Kesson Hiora was on it. And I don't know if we ever had this podcast during the Hazley draft, but I just remember being all over Kesson Hiora. Like, he was my guy. I kidding. feel like
1: we did have the podcast, but I don't think I. We I don't got think you guys let
0: me talk about. I don't it. think we
1: let you talk a lot of prospect type stuff.
0: So disappointing. Yeah. Um, well, now
1: you can do whatever you want How about that.
0: I can I can do whatever I want. Thank you. Um, but he <laughs> like actually no, you had your podcast and you brought me on to talk about Hazley.
1: Yeah, I did on Phillies Today. Right. That
0: and I just remember thinking like, Keston at rakes. And the guy is raked, and it's just like he's a 20, he's a top twenty prospect now, or top thirty prospect. And Nick Madrigal, who I talked about last oh, year, oh yeah, is a, I remember that is well. a top forty prospect. <laughs> and it's just like I was right, and I just wish the Phillies had my eye. That's that's the point of this whole rant is that I wish the Phillies had my eye. <laughs> just kidding, they're they, they are great at their job, but I, it is I I am. I think the Phillies are taking the right approach, and I think they're doing they're putting the right resources into player development. They're putting guys all over the place where they can. They've done a really good job developing pitchers. I'll say that. Like the mm-hmm. pitching, the pitching depth is legit. They have to start doing it with hitters. I think O'Char is a really, really big step forward. Um, I trust that when they go through this next run, they have when they bring in Harper. Like they, uh, they will be able to sustain that because they're going to have talent coming through. Which the system. is the key. And another thing, we we texted about this. Um, that's another reason why Bryce Harper is so 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 very important yep. because the Phillies right now they have a bunch of good players mm-hmm. like Hoskins good player, Nola is better than a good player. Nola is a, no,
1: a, but we're talking hitting right
0: now. Right, they have Scott Kingery could be a nice player, and Scott Kingery was like last year's Nick Magical. Yep. I mean, he was in the forty range, and. We are very bullish on Scott Kingery. I think Scott Kingery is going to be a very Absolutely. good player, and he's going to get more playing time than people think. I think if Herrera struggles, I actually think he's going to play a lot of center yeah, field. Yeah,
1: and I look, there's still a chance that, that Caesar's not on this team. Like I would, I would think he's going to be, but th- there's still moves that are going to be made. I here. wonder
0: what their plan is this season. I
1: don't know. That's why I'm really confused. Like I don't know what they're doing. We'll see. But there, I think I look if if it was Cesar Hernandez and a Mike Moustakis trade or something, it wouldn't or not Mike Moustakis, some sort of trade like that. at Musaka's free agent, of course, but a player like that, or if they, if they don't want Moustakis and they trade for a third baseman or they trade for a reliever, I could see that. I wouldn't bet on it, but I could see that.
0: Yeah, and they they didn't pay Kingery to sit the bench. Like I think right. they're going to give him as they did it last year. Like even when he was the worst player in baseball, yep. potentially, on the offensive side of the ball, they still played him. So Kingery being that, that the Phillies.
1: Don't have that guy.
0: They don't have that guy, and that's why Harper is so important. They,
1: they don't, don't have a Tatis. They don't have a Guerrero. They don't have an Elo Jimenez. They don't have these guys who are the top-hitting prospects in baseball. They just don't have it. Right. They don't have a guy you can look at and say, all right, like a Ronald Acuna in Atlanta, a guy who can, you could say, all right, that's going to be the centerpiece of our team for the next six, seven years until he gets free agency, and then p- p- likely, hopefully longer. They don't have that guy. There is no guy like
0: that. Right, and I think Harper— uh, Harper's that guy, and he's only obviously, 26. Obviously that guy, but he— Extends the window a little bit and mm-hmm. doesn't put the pressure on a guy like Boom to come up and like you have to break right next away
1: or Luis Garcia or whatever.
0: Right, so Harper kind of takes the pressure off of all those guys, takes the pressure off Hoskins. Um, a very very important signing uh, because if they want to realistically start competing as fast as possible, I don't know if they have the the real star potential to keep this window open for a while. Um, I think. I think Bombs. I think Bohm's being underrated a lot by a lot of prospect systems just because he was hurt last year, mm-hmm. and I get it. But I, I, I'm, and just
1: the fact that he's in the 60s after just getting drafted last year is still good. It's still good. Yeah,
0: it's still good. I think I think Luis Garcia's a little low, but I guess when you're comparing him to Wander Franco, he's like, like a
1: top five prospect <laughs> to in most cases. Yeah, Wander, he's he's nasty. That dude. I know, I but know. it's the same type of thing. Like, look what the Phillies have done in the Dominican Republic and with their international scouting. Shout out to Sal Gasanelli, of course. Our boy, our guy, friend of the podcast. Um, what they've been doing with that is is they're they're doing things that will enable them to be able to find guys like Wander Franco to find the next Wander Franco. Like that's what they're doing. They are setting up the infrastructure so that they have a better chance to find a Wander Franco, to find another Luis Garcia, to find a Ronald Acuna, to find these types of guys that you need to have that international infrastructure for.
0: Yep. So uh, I hope that they. I hope that they continue to, like, even when they get a Harper or whatever and the windows open, I hope they continue to not be negligent against the. The minor league system development stuff because uh, they, it's they imperative. Need.
1: Even look in even, today's
0: game. I mean, that's the wild, wild west now.
1: Totally, and even even just as having guys you can trade to make runs and all that type of stuff. Like, look, you get Bryce Harper, you build this team up, you're going for the World Series. You want to make a trade for a starting pitcher to help you get there. Like, you need prospects for that too. There are so many other reasons that it's so critical. Yeah, to build that up. Yeah. Jack, we got T-shirts. We got T-shirts. We today. got high hopes T-shirts. Uh, so. <laughs> Jack, as as you guys know, you listen to this show, has a tendency to get more excited about things than other people might. Like, I don't know, some minor league players' highlights or whatever.
0: James, can I just, I have to say it once podcast now, life, liberty, and Mickey Moniak. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
1: right. Point being, I don't know if I've ever seen Jack get more excited about anything than these
0: tie-ups t-shirts. They're like, nice. He
1: texted me a hundred times about it yesterday.
0: Yep, we got him. It's awesome. We got the guy. We Just, got, we got Bryce shirts. Harper. Just kidding. Right. We got we got high up t-shirts. they are so, they are soft. They are tri-blend. They
1: are incredibly comfortable. Now, I got mine yesterday. It is a
0: delight. Now, if now my problem with them is that they don't show off my best features. They stick to me and make me look even fatter. But, <laughs> but they are gorgeous t-shirts. They're good so. looking t-shirts. And, and again, they are and, super comfortable, again, which for me matters. And again, if we see you at the ballpark wearing one of these, we will buy you whatever you
1: want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can say, I want that frosted drink that costs $25. Done. Yeah. Don't care. Yep. Whatever you want.
0: It's on us, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I want your wallet. Sure. I think that's a fair trade. Way to wear that shirt, buddy. Um, All right. So we'll have some fun ways to get these shirts out to you guys and all that. But we're going to start with this, Jack, because we've talked about this a lot, right? It was our whole Christmas thing, right? Our holidays thing. We're like, share the podcast.
0: Yes. Share the podcast.
1: We want people who might not know about High Hopes to become part of this family that we friggin love. We love all of you guys. We really do. Like, Jack and I talk about it, not just in the microphones. We talk all the time about how much we love our listeners, yes. how much we love this podcast.
0: And, the, and just like the community built of High exactly. Hopes listeners. Like it's, it's a the family. It's a cool like It's a family.
1: Ever. I feel I want this to be the High Hopes family. So, we want to make that family bigger. So, here's what we're going to do. And I guess it could be a little hard to get the picture right or ever, video, anything you want. But proof. Proof. All you got to do is prove to us that you're getting someone who's not subscribed to High Hopes to subscribe to this podcast. yes. Send us a picture. Send us a video. Send us a handwritten letter from your friend. Maybe that's not as good. We need proof. Yes. But send us proof and you're getting a high hopes shirt. That's it. It's that simple. You show us that you, any one person, it could be your mom who doesn't even know how to use her phone. Hey, Ma, I'm getting you high hopes. I'm showing you how to do this. Whatever you got to do, prove it to us. You get a shirt. It's that simple.
0: We'll, We'll DM you. It'll be game over. Game over. And yeah. then
1: you. And then. You DM- see, and here's the beautiful thing. That's the beautiful thing because not only you get the shirt, but then you get our wallet, our beer, whatever yes. you want at the game. You just right. get the shirt, you wear it to a game. We're games all, all chance, the time. All chance we're there. We're there a fair amount. We go to a lot of games. We try to.
0: Yeah. Eventually. Jack goes this, to a lot. This year we have to set up an actual I Hopes night.
1: Oh, well, that is a lock. We will do. We're going to have some fun stuff coming. We've been. Working with our uh, our gal, the great Cindy Webster, to try and come up with some really fun... There was no one on the plane. We love the Phillies. Cindy Webster is the only person on the planet I think might love the Phillies more than we do.
0: And she is all in on I She
1: Hopes. is all in on I hope. So we've got some really fun stuff coming your way. We've got guests. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff, but T-shirts, T-shirts
0: right now. This baby. is the thing. If you want a I Hopes T-shirt, just help us out. It's easy. Get us subscribers.
1: Yes. We're desperate Pay it forward. forward. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. If you like us... Share us with other people. That's kind of weird, but I like it. Yeah,
0: pass us around. <laughs> pass us around.
1: <laughs> I love it. Two hits and pass to the left. All right, Fretzy, final thoughts.
0: Um, okay. Uh, I don't think there has been a single player on this roster more overrated this off season than Roman Quinn. Roman Quinn is not very good. He is sure he's exciting. He's he a guy. Help bench guy. Oh, he, bench can, guy. He, can, he can steal you some bases. But anyone that wants to start Roman Quinn over Odubo Herrera, just stop. Are we doing this again? If we're talking about upside and we're talking about like the best version of the Phillies, it's with a 300 hitter that can hit twenty to twenty five home runs because that's what Oduble Herrera is. If you can mask if you can if you can take the home runs from last year, and I think he got a little too home run happy in the middle of the summer. If you can take the home runs from last year combined with the usual average that has typically been there, you're getting an all star caliber player. So like enough with the Roman Quinn stuff. It, he came up and he was fun for that little bit. Do people understand that he batted 145 the last month? Of I don't season? think so.
1: No. Do people no. just only
0: watch the two weeks he was up here and was I like, "Wow, so. that guy's fun." Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like relaxing the Roman Quinn. Um, he should not be starting in center field for the Hell Phillies. of a
1: bench guy. Like that's the t- per- he's a perfect bench player, switch hitter, a lot of speed. Good at defense. Like, that's like a perfect guy to have on your bench. It's Listen, the exact type of guy you to, want on your bench. If
0: he wants to be our Dave Roberts, be our Dave Roberts. Yeah,
1: you're damn right he can be.
0: So... Relaxing, Roman Quinn. O'Double should definitely be starting in center field on on opening day, and MVP Duble starts soon.
1: Ooh. We're going from pro-Double to MVP
0: Duble. MVP candidate double. I like it. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, man. Um, top 10 in MVP voting. That's Jack What if Coates. that happens? I, got, I will bow
0: to you. I have Pavetta All-Star Game, and I have... Adubo Herrera. These are good. The I can't end. wait.
1: We're going to do a bold predictions pod at some point. It's going to be a
0: lot of fun. Listen, cause. I understand. If our bold, bold, bold predictions come true, the Phillies are winning the World, yeah, World Series. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, <laughs> hey, crazier things have happened. Yes. Rate and review the podcast. It means everything to us. Uh, and yes. again, find someone to subscribe to the pod. We'll get you a t-shirt. They're awesome shirts. They're comfortable. And then we can meet at a game and hang out and have beers, and it'll be awesome. So, Mucho beers. Hey, mucho beers. All the beers. Mucho cerveza. We both like beers. We're beer guys. Yes. Jack's a big-time beer guy.
0: <laughs> With a so. big-time beer gut. <laughs> <laughs> and Just also, look
1: at him in the I'm sure You could tell.
0: Yeah, it's also the reason why I'm here and not in the big leagues. There it is. Found Keystone Light, lost there the cutter. There it is.
1: David Wells could do it, but I guess <laughs> not you. Nah, he's, nah. A,
0: he's a peak athlete. On
1: that. <laughs> All right. Um, please, please let us be talking to you on a day that is earlier than one week from now because that'll mean it's an emergency, Bob.
0: Although I do appreciate that Harper News comes out on Thursdays. That's <laughs> true.
1: They've been very kind with that. Yeah. Sometimes it's Bob Nightingale giving us the news directly on this podcast, which was fun as well. Um, but yeah, hopefully we will know something before next Thursday. If not, we'll be back then. Um, but we are we are waiting. We are on call. We are basically, we're basically surgeons, doctors right now because we're just on call at all times. Some would say more important. I wouldn't, but some would. And that's the important thing. All right. Uh, for Fritz, for me, find someone to subscribe to Biops Pile, we'll get you a t shirt, let us know.